Charles Oliveira deserves a rematch with Islam Mahachev. I agree with Max Holloway 110%. No doubt about it. Also, Islam Mahachev is blasting the BMF title fight. That's what you want to call it. BMF title fight between Poirier and Gaethje. That's what a real champion does. He doesn't honor a BMF belt. We'll get into these topics and some predictions for UFC Vegas 75 next. Broadcasting live from an undisclosed location. This is the community MMA with your host, Chris Cross. Let's go, baby. It's that time. Let's talk about some UFC. This your boy, Chris Cross. This is the community MMA. And has Charles Oliveira done enough to earn a title fight rematch with Islam Mahasha? Well, according to Max Holloway, he's done more than enough. And he proved it by dominating Benil Dariush, uh, UFC 289 this past weekend. If you haven't seen a previous podcast, check it out. We broke that thing way down. And the bottom line is he, he did, in fact, dominate Darius. You'll see later in the Q&A, some people believe that uh, it wasn't a dominating finish. I tend to disagree. I mean, he finished, he KO'd him in the first round. How much more dominating can you get? So what Darius was winning the first round? He lost the first round. He got finished. He didn't make it out of the first round. My man deserves a rematch against Islam Mahachev. And I'm not uh, excited about doing that prediction. Because as history would show, whoever's higher in the dude list is usually who I'm going to go, who I'm going with. And you would think I'm going with Islam Mahachev, but I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted because I really want to see Charles Oliveira win that fight. I really want to see him win it. I mean, there's no question about it. I want to see Charles Oliveira beat Islam Mahashev and the only way he does it is by dragging him into deep waters he's got to avoid the submission in the first three rounds much easier said than done please believe it but that's a fight that I'm looking forward to 100% I can't wait for the rematch and I no matter who I go with because the prediction is the prediction we got to keep it real and be honest with ourselves about who's going to win. But I'd love to see Oliveira win, regardless which way I go with that prediction when we make that prediction. Now, Islam Mahachev is blasting the BMF belt. Right? Shouldn't he? He's the real champ. Poirier and Gaethje going at it for the BMF belt at UFC 291. Islam Mahachev weighing in saying, I don't want that BMF belt. He told Cormier. This belt is for bumps, you know? First time, who fight for this belt? Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal, the people who never can be champion. They give him some belt. Guys, be happy. Fight for BMF. Bro, what is this? I don't know. And so already, Mahachev has the right idea. He goes on. They have to stop this after... Uh, they have to stop this. He laughs. Stop. Gagey and Poirier, I don't know when... They fight for the real belt many times, and they always lose. You know? Now, Dana White, like good guy, 
give them other belt. Guys, you have to be the BMF champion. Honestly, if somebody give me this belt tomorrow, I don't want this. Keep this away from me. Never say this fight going to be versus lightweight champion and BMF champion. Never say this, okay? And again, this is what you would expect the real champion to say. I mean, he's the real, what is the BMF belt? It's two guys that aren't champions that are fighting one another. It means absolutely nothing. And the fact that they're fighting for this so-called BMF belt, it should have been retired after the Nate Diaz mass fought off. You want to call that the BMF? You want to create something? Those would be the two fighters. That would be the situation to go ahead and do it. But, you know, it's time to retire this thing because these aren't champions. And those were two bad dudes. So I, I get the name originally, but to continue this trend, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Jamal Hill uh, is tired of waiting on Yuri Prohaska. I mean, the guy's injured. It's going to be a while. He said, I heard the same thing you all heard. Summertime, Hill told the Shmo. Uh, the Shmo. It's still where you at, though. Where you at, though? I mean, I haven't heard anything. I was waiting for the call. I'm ready to go. At this point, uh, I don't care. It's ne- uh, next man up now. Whoever peeks their head out first, whoever se- uh, separates themselves from the pack, whoever solidifies as the number one contender, whoever they send, it is who it is. Say whoever. Just give me a name. I don't care who it is. And this is what you want to see from the champion too. This is the light heavyweight champ, Jamal Hill. Right? Let's fight. You know, these guys, they don't make money sitting on the sidelines. I mean, they should in their personal time, but they also make money by fighting. And if you're waiting a year on another guy to return, you're not making any money and you're paying money to train. So this is a problem for Jamal Hill. He wants an opponent and he wants one right now. And he deserves one. I mean, throw him anybody. I'd love to see him fight Adesanya, honestly. You know, why are we waiting on Whitaker and Duplessis? I know it's coming up, so they're going to wait now, but Adesanya should get a shot. He didn't beat Jan Blahovich, probably wouldn't beat Jamal Hill, but at least it's a guy that's uh, somewhat tall and lanky like him with a lot of power. Adesanya, I think, would match up better, not to say he'd win, but match up better uh, with uh, Jamal Hill rather than Jan Blahovich especially at that time. That's just the way I see it. Now let's continue moving forward. UFC Vegas 75. Can you believe it's 75 this Saturday night? And we already covered the fact that we got Marvin Vittori beating Jared Cannonier in the previous podcast. But let's get into the co-main event because it's a big one. Armand Sarukian takes on Joaquim Silva. In the lightweight division at UFC Vegas 75, you got Armand Sarukian taking on Yaquim Silva. And you already know the lightweight division, one of the most uh, deepest divisions in the UFC. Now, Sarukian is a huge favorite. He's 19 and 3. Silva, the Brazilian, 12 and 4. Now, he's one inch taller than Armand. He's 34. Armand's coming up. He's only 26 years old. Sarukian's got a four inch reach advantage, 73 to 69 inches. He's right handed. Silva is a southpaw. Now, Silva can stand and bang. He lands 4.1 significant strikes per minute. Sarukian at about 3.6. That's only going to be a difference of 7 or 8 over the course of the fight. But what's a big difference is Sarukian lands more than one takedown per round. Silva, hardly any. 
Now, Saruki in 75% takedown defense. That makes matters worse for Silva. He's coming off the win over Ismagulov by decision. He lost to Matush Gamrot by decision. In a great fight, but Gamrot had six takedowns. Forget about it. He also beat Joe Alvarez, Christos uh, Diagos, Matt Frivola, Davey Ramos, and Olivier Aubin Mercier. So he's won six of the last seven in the UFC. He also lost to Islam Mahachev uh, at the very beginning. In an awkward fight, he just had 14 versus 13 significant strikes. So very slow-paced fight there. The, most of the fight was spent on the ground. Now Silva, 65% takedown defense. That's average. Not good enough to get the job done here and why he's a big underdog. He's coming off the win over Jesse Ronson by KO, but he lost to Ricky Gwen and Nazrat Hakbaras, both by KO. And again, that's why he's a big underdog. And this one's easy. I mean, you got to go with Armand Saruki, and he's a 10-to-1 favorite for a reason. The ground game is ridiculous. You know, now Silva can compete on the ground as well, but not at the level of Saruki. And so Armand Saruki is going to win this fight with some ground and pound, submission attempts, but mainly uh, on control time. It's going to be an easy win for him. He's going to move to 20-3 and three here in the lightweight division at UFC Vegas 75. Yeah, and that was an easy one for us. I mean, Armand Sarukian should win this fight and should win it easy. He's, what is he, a 10-to-1 favorite, I think I saw. I mean, it's ridiculous. He's number eight in the division. This should be a win for him, but you never know when you're fighting a Brazilian. I mean, Yaquim Silva is a bad dude too, but Armand Sarukian, his batter, you understand? Then in fight three, you got our men, not Armand, but our men, Petrosian taking on Christian Duncan. This prediction is a little bit tougher. Check this out. In the middleweight division of UFC Vegas 75, you got our man Petrosian taking on Christian Duncan, who's undefeated at 8 0. Petrosian 8 2. And this fight is very close in terms of the odds. Petrosian one inch taller at 6 3, but he's given up 8 inches in reach. That's a significant amount. 79 to 71 in favor of Duncan, who's a switch stance fighter. Petrosian, as you know, fights right-handed. Now, Petrosian lands about six significant strikes per minute so far. Duncan, 4.8 per minute. Uh, of course, these guys are early on in their career. No takedowns to speak of, which might be a good thing for the viewers, right? Petrosian, 3-1 uh, and one in the UFC, coming off the win against A.J. Dobson by decision. He lost to uh, Kyle Baraljo by decision, but he beat Gregory Robocop Rodriguez by split decision. That's a big win. And in a fight that he doubled him up in significant strikes, 127 to 61. He also beat Kolev in his debut by KO. So again, he's three and one. Now, Christian Duncan just has one win against Dusko Todorovic. That was by first round KO. And that came pretty quick. And that's why he's a slight favor here. And he's undefeated. You know, I want to lean with Armin Petrosian. Because of the significant strikes per minute. And he's done it over the course of four fights. So he's going to be fighting at a rapid pace. Very active. But Christian Duncan's undefeated for a reason. He also came in on the big stage at UFC 286. Edwards versus Usman 3. And got a KO. Making a name for himself. So look out for this guy. Petrosian's pretty good. But he's also got two losses for a reason. So I'm leaning with Duncan here. To make up for the stats. Uh, outpace Petrosian, but more importantly, possibly get the knockout or the KO in the first or second round. Duncan wins, in my opinion, to remain undefeated at 9-0. Middleweight division, UFC Vegas 75. 
and it's not often we go uh, against the stats, but in this one, these two guys are newer fighters, 8-0, 8-2, just uh, one or two UFC fights under their belt. There might be a contender series fight in there, I think I heard, but you know, th- these two guys are new enough to where the stats don't matter just yet. So I'm comfortable with going with Christian Duncan to win this one. Now, as we keep things moving, let's jump into uh, the Q&A. Van says, Marvin Vittori is at negative 110 on DraftKings right now. Dropped from negative 130. So it's 50-50 as I expected. More than fair odds. There's rarely a substitute. Plus, Cannonier really didn't beat Strickland. Almost like he just phoned in the fight. Marvin by battle, attrition, punches, takedown attempts will just wear out the older man. If betting was about choosing who you'd like, it would be Jared, but that isn't how it works. And that's a good breakdown there by Vance. And, you know, I'm kind of along the same lines there. I just don't think Jared Cannonier is going to be able to hang in there uh, with Marvin Vittori over the course of five rounds. If it was a three-round fight, he could sneak two out, but it's a five-round fight. And I like Vittori to at least at least win three rounds and really tire out, like you said, Jared Cannonier in the fourth and fifth rounds. For sure. Nedzad Mamutovic, something like that. He didn't destroy him, actually. Benil was winning that round. <laughs> oh, gosh. <clears throat> this is the one we were, the comment we were talking about at the beginning. <sighs> if you lose the fight in the first round, you got destroyed. Is there anyone out there that doesn't believe that? If you lose the fight in the first round, you got destroyed. Let's move on. The Demon King uh, WR. Is that a Philly accent? Well, no, it's not. Uh, yo, I knew Charles was going to pull through. Chael Sonnen, been radio silent for two days after talking all that stuff. Yeah, definitely not a Philly accent. You know, I wish it was. What do you got to say, bro or dude? Dude, come on, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's Philly, I think. But nonetheless, yeah, I mean. Uh, I don't know about Chael Sonnen, who we predicted, but the bottom line is we got our prediction right, and that's all that matters. As long as we're right, I'm happy with it. You dig? Reem Raw's back. Reem, keep it real. Raw says, what's up, my guy? That was a good comeback for Charles. Love to see it. And I think a lot of <clears throat> a lot of guys like Reem Raw disappeared because Hamza's not fighting, man. They want to see the fights. Al Tapo, Mike Tapo. I think he will fight the winner of Marvin versus Jared, which is happening this week. Very good possibility. And that might be the route they take. You know, this is kind of like a quarterfinal or semifinal type thing where the winner is going to face Hamza and Hamza will face a winner of Adesanya. Probably Drakus Duplessis, the winner of that fight, or if Whitaker can beat him. You know, those are the possibilities. So maybe there's a plan for Hamza, but it still seems, like I said, 2024, he's not getting a title fight to at least 2024. And, who knows, 2024 might drag on too because Adesanya is not likely to fight for the title until December. So, you know, you got to hope everything goes. And then if Adesanya loses and you get a rematch and now you're talking 2025 or late, it's just crazy. But Hamza just uh, continues to wait uh, on a potential title fight. He's got to get ranked first. And that's what, you know, that's what's so frustrating is if he's not ranked, then how can he get a fight for the title? It's just not going to happen. Very, very frustrating. 
But what's not frustrating is we got some fights this weekend. 14 of them. It says it starts at 7 and the main card's at 9. They're not going to get 8 fights in 2 hours. So it's either starting at 6 or we're going 7 and then 10 o'clock main card. So we'll have to wait and see. But for now, this is your boy Chris Cross. Hope you have a great day. And God bless. As always, peace.